name is Ryan Olson, and I'm the owner of Peak Coaching for Success, based out of New Jersey. The company has two facets, one is mental health counseling and care, and the second one is working with student-athletes for a variety of different things. I wanted to start doing this more often when I opened the company. Um, we got very busy quickly. I'm going to try and make this video blog a once-a-week thing about a topic that I've been receiving a lot of emails about, um, or something that I would like to get out to student-athletes, parents, and coaches. Um, that's some quality content that you guys could either learn on um, or, like I said, a question that I've been receiving often and I could kind of provide an answer or some insight to. Uh, this is my first video blog, so bear with me. I'm not going to edit it. I'm not going to go in and put extra things in. So my grammar's off. I apologize. Uh, instead of an introduction video, which was my plan to do on this first video blog, I um, have been getting a question a lot, and the question is, why have I been so successful placing high school student-athletes at the collegiate level that some people will call these student athletes um, dead in the water, so to say, since they have any offers. So I'm going to kind of debunk the myth um, and the misconception of what recruiting um, people believe recruiting is and what recruiting actually really is and kind of what goes on um, and why things break down the way they do. Um, so the first thing to speak on my success, I would say that um, I've been successful because A, I've had some good, very good athletes that have been talented, uh, have done well for me. Um, and I also a sit down and have a one to two hour conversation with either student athlete or parent before they take them on as a client. I do that because I want to see if that we're going to meet, um, we'll be able to work together um, and have a good coexistent relationship. Um, our passions match each other. And also what I would like to do with the student athlete and, you know, what they would like to do also meet. So like our goals and, and what we want to accomplish in this recruiting process and, and where they want to go. And that's just in terms of recruiting. It doesn't really touch base into um, the other facets of, you know, what the, our program and company does provide. People say that no college wants them because they haven't heard from anybody. And while there are some athletes that just aren't talented enough to play at the next level, I, you know, that's understandable and that definitely does happen. But there's also a lot of student athletes that are very talented and they automatically give up because they haven't hurt anybody and don't think they're talented enough to play at the next level. And that is just um, probably the most common thing that I come across when I meet a student athlete. They say, oh, well, nobody's looking at me, so, um, you know, I'm just not going to play at the next level. You know, I'm not going to try. Um, what needs to be understood about recruiting is that colleges have a certain allocation of money that they're allowed to distribute to certain things. So that goes with equipment, um, you know, from refereeing to um, recruiting and all those facets, travel, etc. So if let's say you are from New Jersey and you haven't heard from Maryland, Pennsylvania or Delaware yet. Now, while those colleges may not be interested in you and may just not have a fit for you at that time because your position is being occupied, it doesn't mean that you're not wanted by any colleges. So there may be a school in Oklahoma that doesn't even know who you are and graduated both their safeties and both their outside linebackers and you play outside linebacker and safety and they have a need for each of you. But the problem is, is that the money that's allocated from that school in Oklahoma is never getting to New Jersey. Because those recruiters only have a certain amount of money to go to their bordering states. So I don't. you pick any school you want in Oklahoma or, or a state that has a lot of Division One and two colleges, NAIA like Texas, um, and you'll go and you'll see recruiting coordinators, recruiting assistants, and, you know, recruiting specialists or assistant to recruiting coordinator. And you'll see what states and areas they cover. And I will guarantee you 99.9% .9 of the time, 
It is, you know, uh, South Texas, North Texas, East Texas. So the only places they're covering is their state of Texas. They never get to a bordering state and they're certainly never getting over New Jersey to see you. But when you take yourself and you have exposure now to these coaches, i.e. sending your highlight film to them, hiring somebody like myself to do a recruiting assistance, you know, as a parent and a student athlete working it together and then taking your highlight film and sending it to one of these coaches. Now they see you and now they can spend some time with you without having to allocate any money. So there's colleges there for you and there's fits for you, but you have to do the work in order to do it. It's the same thing as I do life coaching also. And I have a lot of, um, you know, people I work with and they'll come to me and, and, and or career counseling, you know, something like that. And they'll say, you know, I've applied to 35 jobs and I'm not hearing from anybody and I just don't understand. I'm never going to find a job. Well, where have you been applying? Okay. Within 15, only 15 miles. Well, if you're completely having your job search only to a 15 mile radius and those 15 miles just don't need you, you know, you may be limiting yourself on the opportunities you have to find a job. So you go out 30 miles, try to go out 45 miles, ha- commute for an hour and a half if you have to for a couple of years to, to make ends meet. That's all the exact same thing with the recruiting process. You're expanding the states that you go, but you're doing it yourself to get noticed by these coaches. Um, so that's one of the big myths. And that's probably by far the biggest myth is that I hear is I don't, I'm not wanted because no one has talked to me, which is just not the case. Okay. The second one is recruiting and highlight tape. Um, part of my recruiting services also is I create the highlight tape uh, and highlight film or now using Huddle, which is, you know, very great service to be able to do that. If you have a coach that has that process and I could just log in and work with it. Um, you know, people, student athletes and even some coaches don't realize what highlights these college coaches want to see. So if you're a quarterback, you know, you want to put things on there like throwing across your body, throwing on the run footwork in the pocket instead of just putting up a 95 yard fade pass or a two negative two yard screen pass that the receiver ends up taking 98 yards in a highlight film you want to put things on there that college coach are looking for and a lot of times when I get to these films I see an entire film that's made up of these two yard screen uh, pass plays or this a fade ball that the cornerback fell down and and you know goes for a 95 yard touchdown 85 yard touchdown college coaches don't want to see that Yes, you made a good throw and decision because you saw the cornerback fall down. Absolutely. But they want to see that your other tools and facets that are made up at that position you're at. Um, So you need to put what's together for the position that you're going to be playing. That's another thing that I come up. So I'll have a highlight tape about somebody that wants to play a safety and they made entire highlight tape of their, you know, their plays at receiver and quarterback and there's no plays in there in safety. Well, how are you going to play safety at the next level if a college coach never sees one highlight of you while playing safety and they have all offensive highlights? Um, you may be able to see a skill set and, you know, attributes, you know, speed off the ball, which would equate to coming downhill or down, downhill off the ball speed, you know, in reaction to that. But um, so making your highlight film correctly for what college coaches want to see, you know, you have to remember that they're getting a thousand emails a day. And if, you are giving a film and you're one of the thousands and they want, you want to play safety and they want you at safety and you send them a film, a quarterback, you're getting the X button and they, they're not going back to you. Okay. Um, the, you know, another thing I always hear is, um, well, I only want to play division one football or division one football is the only thing that offers is the only thing that offers a scholarship. This is also false division one offers scholarship. Division two offers a scholarship and also can offer you a partial scholarship if your grades aren't up to par. So you could still get a partial and then probably apply to financial aid scholarships, which would end up covering your entire thing. 
And there's also the NAIA, which uh, more for not where I'm based out of New Jersey, but I, you know, I work with these schools. Um, they're more in the South um, and Midwest. But again, they do full tuition, room and board, travel. I mean, that almost is actually more than a, a, than a Division One scholarship covers. Meal plan. I mean, that's all covered in NAIA. So, you know, it's you have the options from all these schools. There's three different levels. Division One isn't the end all be all. Has Division One turnover rate of student athletes been more successful than Division Two and Division AI? Yeah, probably. But if you go look at NFL teams, or you go look at you know a uh, little bit less NBA, but if you go look at MLB or or uh, NFL teams, there's a lot of athletes that are at the Division Two and NAIA level, and not just Division One or junior college. There's some student athletes that go right from junior college to the NFL. So. Division one isn't the end all be all. You can't have yourself set and locked down that I'm only going to play division one. And if I don't, and division two and, and AIA isn't an option for me. If you want to play ball, you will figure out how to make it work. And so back to the success. So, you know, another reason that I have been successful in this is that I, uh, I've been recruited. Um, I've also been a college coach recruiting athletes. And I've also, and now I'm in this role I am now as a recruiting assistant. Um, and I think it's just important for, you know, student athletes to know this, parents to know this and coaches to know this. A lot of, I hear a lot that, oh, my coach doesn't do anything. You know, what a lot of people don't understand is coaches um, are underpaid drastically. And, you know, I'm not talking about the elite level where you have somebody like Nick Saban is $9.1 million a year or something like that. But I'm talking about the, you know, regular everyday Division 1A, Division 2, um, Division 3 coach, NAIA coach. Um the money that they get barely covers, you know, you know, food for a year. And then they have other tasks. Some of them have three, four tasks at hand just for, you know, being a head coach. They're also defensive coordinator. They're also the recruiting coordinator. They're also equipment manager. I mean, they have a lot to do. Same goes into high school. High school pay for college coaches is, is atrocious. And, you know, then they say, oh, my coach didn't help me recruiting. Well, you know, I don't think it's that. I think if somebody gave them a phone call, um, they would do their assistance. And, you know, that's why there's people like myself who, are, you know, have a recruit, recruiting assistance. Um, but there's a lot of myths and misconceptions about the recruiting process and what it is. And it's something since, you know, I've been getting a lot of emails and questions about, you know, you know, I place kids. Um, I place seven athletes in seven different states that are, you know, at the NFL level right now and, and, and one of the top players on D-line to go into the draft. So, you know, it's um, me having the ability to be in a part of all three of the processes. Uh, that's definitely helped me be very successful. Um, and then, you know, kind of debunking those myths that, you know, I know about and I've learned and uh, expressing those to my student athletes and, and, and taking advantage of those myths and, and reaching out and, and having the willing ability to go to South Dakota State if that's where you really, you know, you don't mind playing and they have an opening for you and, and, and taking that role and, and trying to make the best of it. Um, so, you know, again, this is my first blog. Um, thank you for, you know, thank you for tuning in. If you're into liking, you know, please do like it. Um, if you think that I could provide or um, at my staff could provide any of the services that we offer to you, you know, please check us out. Um, always shoot me questions through my email. It's peakcoachingsuccess at gmail.com. Um, I'm always willing to respond to questions and, you know, it'd be awesome if I could do more video blogs about this and, you know, kind of get these things out there to student athletes, parents and coaches. And, you know, I think it'd be very helpful. Um, so again, thank you for tuning in and, uh, hopefully next week I'll have something else for